Hey, welcome to Dream Napkin Day 6. Hope that you are following along with us. And, and if not, if this is maybe your first day, you can jump back and listen to the previous five days. But we're just taking 21 days together to dream together, believe together, pray for more. And uh, this is going really great. We're hearing a lot of good feedback. So we're pumped that you're listening. For day six, she's back. My far superior half, Andrea Isaac. Say hello to everybody, Andrea. Hey, guys. Excited to be back with you and talk about God's dreams for our lives today. All right. Let's do it. Day six. Our verses for today are John chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. It says, When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. In literature and in writing and story writing, there is a thing called an inciting incident. It's when a conflict forces the main character into action. And every movie, every story that you've ever read, or at least the ones you've enjoyed, have an inciting incident. Let me give you some famous ones. In The Wizard of Oz, it's, it's the tornado that blows Dorothy from Kansas to Oz. It forces her to do something different. In Star Wars, it's when Darth Vader boards Princess Leia's ship. Uh, I actually had to Google that because I've never, never seen Star Wars. Um, in The Lord of the Rings, it's when Sam and Frodo discover that there is this ring. This is an inciting incident, and, and it forces the main character into action. And no one likes conflict in our lives, but the truth is that inciting incidences are the moments in life that force you to become better. It's the moments when the status quo is no longer an option. So in John 5... There's this man who had been sitting by a pool sick for 38 years. But on this day, he had an inciting incident because Jesus asked him a straightforward question. Do you want to be well? It seems like a bizarre question. Why would you ask a man who had been sick for 38 years if he wants to get well? Of course, he wants to get well, Jesus. He's been sick for 38 years, right? Well, maybe not. Because the man responded back to Jesus, I can't, because no one will help me. And what the man said to Jesus was true. He didn't have anyone to help him in the water first. And, and we ain't got time to get into all that, but there was this, this thing where if the pool got stirred up, you can research that a little bit. Just, just Google, uh, I think it's a Pool of Bethesda. Beth let's see, oh, whatever. It's Pool of Bethesda, Bethsaida, something like that. But anyway, so the, if the pool would get stirred up, then people who are sick would get healed. And so this man is saying something that's true, that he can't get in there. There is no one to, to help him. But it was also an excuse. It was true, but it was an excuse. It was not an excuse in his mind. It was a fact. But it was both. The man was using a fact as an excuse. Have you ever let an excuse keep you from experiencing God? Sure you have. Come on. They don't feel like excuses. They feel like facts, but it gives you a reason to justify why you've been stuck in the same place for so long. I believe Jesus asks you the same question that he asked the sick man by the pool. Do you want me to do something for you. It's not a question of ability. It's a question of 
desire. It, it should be easier to say yes, but after a while, our condition becomes our identity, and the thought of losing our excuses scares us more than the thought of being handicapped. And so what, what seemed like a silly question from Jesus turns out not to be silly at all. Because like Jesus so often does, he asks the question that cuts right to the heart of the matter. Until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, you will continue to look back at the one who has the power to change you and say, I can't. So Andrea, we, we talked on the last podcast about our kids, so I don't want to rabbit trail into kids here. But we have some small kids, specifically a three-year-old. And every time we ask him to do something, he responds with the same answer. Do you know what that answer is? I can't. I can't. I can't. Hey, Solomon, I need you to take your shoes up to your room, but Dad, I can't. Solomon, will you uh, take the trash out? I can't. He probably can't do that, actually. <laughs> hey, Solomon, I need you to pick up those toys. Uh, Dad, I can't. I can't, Dad. And he's saying I can't, but the truth is he hasn't tried. He actually could. And really when he says I can't, what he's saying is... I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I think about with our kids, we do this a lot in parenting. I'll say, um, do you want to take a bath? Or I'll say, um, do you, do, maybe you, you even pose it as a negative. Like, do you want to stay stinky forever? And that's my way of getting him to take a bath or to do something. Well, do you want to be hungry? Uh, if you're not going to eat your dinner, do you want to be hungry? Um, you know, and, and I think that that's maybe even how God, um, is kind of looking at us. Like he, we know, we know that God can heal, that Jesus did have the ability, um, to help this man, but wow, what a challenge, um, when God really does come to us with a question. And I, I see this actually a lot in the Bible, um, where it's maybe a way of getting us, if I can just be kind of cheesy for a minute, like the quest part of a question like sometimes maybe i need to go on a little bit of a personal quest yeah. um, and you know you gave the, the literary examples earlier i, I have to you know kind of jump on board with that but i mean it Dor dorothy is on a quest yep. to get back home frodo is on a quest to get the ring back to where it needs to be and, and i think for some of us when god poses a question it forces us to maybe go on a little bit of a personal journey, a personal quest to say, do I really want my circumstance to change? Do I really want God to heal me, to send me a spouse, to help me to conceive, to take away this addiction, like whatever the case may be, and I need to wrestle with that. But what we do is exactly what this guy did. We immediately jump to, all of the reasons why it can't be that way. Um, and, and I just love the, the, the fact that you're drawing this out, that you're kind of teasing this out a little bit because he has missed the actual question. We talked the first week of the series um, about the difference between a wish and a dream. And the chances that most people listen to this podcast are not uh, literally physically handicapped. So you're not like the guy in the story in the sense that your, your legs literally don't work. But I have met so many people over the years, and then I've been through seasons in my life where I'm not moving, I'm not going forward, I'm not making any progress, and I'm sitting in the same place that I've been. Now, this That's guy so was good. there 38 years, but I am right where I was the last time that life took my legs out. Oh, wow. And, and so we talked Sunday or last Sunday about the difference between a wish and a dream. And I think there are a lot of people that 
wish that their life was better. Oh, absolutely. Or they wish that their situation would change or they wish that they could accomplish their dream or whatever. But then here comes Jesus who shows up and say, okay, you've been wishing, 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 wishing. You've been, you know, talking about it with your friends. Like one day, if, 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 and Jesus shows up and says, guess what? If you really mean it, then today you can do it. And that's really where we come to that crossroad where it's like, okay, do I really want to be better? Mm. Do I really want my situation to change? Because if my situation changes, I won't be able to tell the same sob story. Or wow. if my situation changes, I won't be able to make excuses, uh, legitimate or not, for why I am where I am. And so Jesus asks us that question, do you want to get well? Because not everybody wants to be well. Not everybody wants to change. And so we have to look with inside ourselves and say, okay, do I just have these wishes for some kind of better life? Yeah. Or if I knew Jesus could show up today and change this situation in my life, am I willing to go back to work if he makes me physically able? Wow. Because maybe for years I've gotten accustomed to not working. Am I willing to get out of this relationship that I'm in that may be toxic if he provided other relationships? Am I willing to give up what I have in order to, to take on something else? And we want to say yes. It's not that we're bad people. We want to say yes, but we're forced with that reality of, of saying, you know what? Being handicapped stinks and being in the same place for 38 years stinks, but I've kind of gotten comfortable with it. Yeah, it's what I know. It's what I know. And what you know is, is always less scary than, than what you don't and, and what could be. And so maybe you're like my three-year-old son. Maybe you're like our three-year-old son. Maybe you keep saying, I can't, but in, it's not really, I can't. What you're saying is, I don't want to. Mm. And Jesus shows up and he's asking you today, do you want your life to change? So let me give you the prayer. Here's our prayer for day six of our dream napkin devotion. Every day we end with a prayer. Here's our prayer. God, don't let me stay stuck in the same place. Give me a dream and the desire to move forward and the power to change. Let me say that one more time. God, don't let me stay stuck in the same place. Give me a dream, the desire to move, and the power to change. Mm -hmm.